When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. is as always it's newer and it's thursday which means that we're talking about the crown with my brother raheel hey real hello <laughs> how's it going you didn't work on your intro it's the same well I you sound a little better you sound a little better this time less hostage situation uh yeah no i'm uh, really happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> on the episode of the crown that we're talking about today which is episode four of four yeah four. of season five uh five yeah <laughs> hey you want to talk about thanksgiving real quick because <laughs> 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 we're talking about season season five episode four of the crown is called a news horribilis which is how my butt felt after thanksgiving <laughs> Ayo. Ayo. Um anyway, do you want to talk quickly about Thanksgiving, how your weekend was? Yeah, because we sure, didn't do our Monday to. episode. Yeah, why don't you tell the people what happened? My Zendaya Tom Holland takes were flagged for uh hate speech and I got deplatformed. You refused <laughs> to let me back in. <laughs> well the rumor is they might be engaged, so Oh really? Yeah. Uh, congratulations to them. Oh, really? Look how happy you are, you motherfucker. <laughs> I love love, as you know. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see where they're registered, so you can send them gifts, you <laughs> maniac. You know what's? You know what? Though I feel like uh, nothing says Thanksgiving better than you know arguing with your family about straight up nonsense. So <laughs> that was that. Uh, we didn't yeah. talk about Tom Holland or Zendaya at all on actual Thanksgiving. Now, what did we talk about? I don't, think, I don't even know that we talked. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I don't remember that you and I exchanged any words. I think you asked me for water for one of your kids at some point. <laughs> I don't remember which one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I was at your house and yes. I made the food. And then yeah. <laughs> I, I ate the food. Ate. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, you ate the food. And then I don't think you and I spoke at all. This might be the first time we're talking since Thanksgiving. <laughs> Maybe this is the only way we should communicate because I really kind of don't like talking to you. <laughs> I think I yelled at you yesterday. Was it yesterday? Uh, we yeah. were talking about the World Cup with you with your bullshit takes. Remember? Okay, I didn't. Ha- I didn't have a bullshit take. I just I said I had a feeling. Okay, I had a feeling about the Iran. USA match. Okay, and I just said I have to spend some time unpacking it. That's it. Yeah. That's fine. But you screamed at me. Yeah, because you said it had to do with feminism, white feminism. (laughs) And I'm like, how? What? It's just a soccer match. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to talk about uh, the World Cup next week uh, in its entirety. 
Um, anyway, uh, welcome back. Listen, um, this episode of The Crown was filled with white people now, which yeah. is like such a bummer coming <laughs> off of the Mumu episode. Um, I was like, all right, the white people, and they're all old. Yeah. Nobody's even good looking. Like, nope. come on. But oh. Charles is, uh, like, irrationally good looking. Yeah, what's when his name? Dominic what? Wes? Dominic Wes, yes. Oh Jimmy McNulty. Okay, we're healed. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. No, he, like, does that thing that Charles does in real life, which is bites his lip. But when Dominic mm. West does it, I'm like, rawr. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, sir. Um, he was just barely in the episode. No Diana, yeah. except for on a billboard. I feel like they did that on purpose so that she could get billed for the episode. Um, but this is a Margaret episode. Um, I loved the Margaret episodes in the early seasons of The Crown. Yeah. Because I felt sad for her. Now, as a kind of Margaret yourself. <laughs> Wait, so if I'm Margaret... Mm-hmm. Are you Queen Elizabeth or is Nabil Queen Elizabeth? No, Nabil is Queen not Elizabeth. Say yeah, we could say our brother's first name. <laughs> our brother is, Nabil is Queen Elizabeth, I'd say. Really? I've never yeah. felt, I've never felt really in the shadow of Nabil. Oh, I don't think Margaret feels like she's in the shadow. I just feel like Margaret feels like she doesn't have any of the control, but she has all of the responsibility and all of like the obligation but with no power. I kind of feel like that's how it, it was for me and you growing up. Uh, talk about yourself. I'm Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Borgie. <laughs> you were actually the horse that was getting fed in the barn. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Margaret has like the, you know, she's, she's, uh, I love, I love the Margaret episodes because it was like Margaret, Harry, even Anne, you know, they've all got the same thing. They've got uh, the same problems, which is that mm-hmm. they're not actually uh, going to be king. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like very far down in line to be king and, or queen. And be- just the fact that there is some level of possibility that they might be at some point, they're like held to all these obligations and it fucking sucks. And yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. All that stuff. So do you feel, do you feel connected to the second sons or daughters on these episodes? Um, well, not the second sons on this episode because there's another <laughs> second son that shows up on here. And I want to make it clear that I do not <laughs> feel any connection to that second son. Oh yeah, um, you you and Prince Andrew. <laughs> me, me and Andy. Um, no, so I, I watched. I watched the Margaret episodes as just a story of a woman. I like I can separate myself from that story. It's interesting, actually. You you called it a Margaret episode, and I can definitely see why it's a Margaret episode. Mm-hmm. But I felt that this was more an Elizabeth episode. Okay, I mean, it did start and end with her, so. Yeah. And and it is kind of a show that's been primarily about her. But this was kind of the, the first Elizabeth episode, really, that we've had all season. Because the first three episodes were very much uh, Diana and uh, what's his butt? <laughs> Charles. Chuck. I forgot his name. Um, Chuck. I, I, liked, I liked it from the Elizabeth angle. 
mm-hmm. um, because so we've been talking about how stupid this institution is, right? And it Correct. is stupid. The system. Um, yeah. Yes, the system. But there is within that system, you know, I always felt that Elizabeth did feel that do that that sense of duty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and watching this episode, you kind of get why um, and how it can actually. I guess, way down on a person in her position. Like, I think, I don't think there should be a queen or a king of England because that stuff is stupid. But mm-hmm. if you're there, then, okay, you have a job. And I do think that the fact that she took it as seriously as she did, I think we talked about this when she died. Um, yeah. That, you know, there's, that's honorable. That's notable that she mm-hmm. did care about it as much. as. But then again, because she's like, well, I got to do it for the people. I personally feel that once, you know, if they, uh, if they, uh, uh, if they get rid of the monarchy, the yeah. people will be just fine. But They're at the same time, you, yeah. But at the same time, you see these lunatics that attack, you know, Meghan and Harry, and are all about William and Kate, and you're just like, oh, okay, well, maybe need like a generation or two to go before they can get rid of that. So. I mean, I think it's it's getting there, right? Like, I think that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just there's some stuff that happened this week that we'll get to also uh that is i kind of i feel like it's indicating perhaps some progress in that department but let's start this episode the episode starts with the queen on her way to a thing um i was like this is a funeral and is she crying and it's like no she just has a cold and she's going to an event and uh she's gonna do a speech and then uh, she's like hey i've had a really really very very terribly bad year and then it, and then we go back and we go to uh, basically Margaret. Um, we find out that Peter Townsend, her former fiance, her the love of her life, slides into her DMs after hearing her on the radio. And I just I think this stuff is so sweet because I feel like that's like stuff that's not possible anymore. You know, like this kind of stuff would never happen anymore. You know, what, do you mean, what kind of stuff? Like, what is the uh, stuff that you take? Like your old flame writing you, handwriting you a letter after hearing you on the radio. <laughs> what? Like what well, would so, be? The, yeah. What would be the equivalent now? So you have to be a famous person in this scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Because a regular mm-hmm. person is not going on the radio. So what yeah. is it like a like a YouTube video or somebody watches like a TikTok? A podcast. Sends you a DM. Yeah. Yeah. And then they send um, you a DM. Yeah, but a DM is so different than a handwritten letter, you know? There's such a romance with a handwritten letter. Yeah. Is it the effort of writing? Is that what gets you? Is it the language? Of course. It's the stationery. It's postage, first of all, going in the mailbox. There's so many steps involved, and we just, like, don't live that life anymore. Anyway, Margaret's thrilled. She's like, oh, my God, Peter Townsend sent me a letter, and he's going to be in town. And she tells the queen, and queen's like, oh, okay. Like, you're not going to go meet him, are you? And the queen and Margaret's like, yeah, I am going to meet him. What's it to you? And I just, like, love the scenes with Margaret and Elizabeth because for, like, a moment, you forget that they're it's, like, the queen and, mm-hmm. you know, technically a subject it's it's just like two sisters it's like two sisters and the younger sister being like fuck off like let me do whatever i want the queen's like what's the big deal like you're not gonna it's like she has so much guilt too when she's like talking about it. she's like you're not gonna go like see this guy right like you're over it right 
So do you think she's being a sister there? Do you think Elizabeth is being a sister there? Or is she like the monarch 100% of the time? And she's just like, I hope Margaret doesn't, you know, she's in a, doesn't uh, embarrass me here. Uh, I think it's a mixture of both. I don't think that the queen ever gets to not be the queen. I think that like that constantly, that's like, it's, it was like the, it was her personality after a while, you know? Yeah. it's like somebody whose favorite color is blue and then they're, everything they own is blue. And so they could be your friend, but they're also a person who always is wearing blue. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Full disclosure, I just smoked something right before recording. <laughs> you know, I muted myself because I wanted you to have the floor to yourself. Because I was like, oh, maybe we're going somewhere with this. But it's about a person that ha- that uses blue tampons. Apparently, I think that's. <laughs> Don't talk about tampons like you know how they work. Okay, <laughs> first of all, blue tampons—that's not a thing. You're just saying stuff. <laughs> I no, you know what is blue? After I just said stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is blue? You know why I thought of blue tampons is because in the commercials, the liquid is always blue. Yeah, which is you, the, the most that you know about a female body is the tampon <laughs> commercials from 1994. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I feel like the queen's just like always the queen. What do you think? I don't think that she. Yeah, could, I like, forgot. Separate. You know, honestly, I forgot the question <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think she's always she's always thinking queenly. Queen- I think she's uh... <laughs> she's got a queen sense of. <laughs> anyway andrew shows up andrew's such a fucking asshole like every time he shows up i'm like oh he shows up and his she's so happy and then he's like complaining about sarah ferguson and how she got her toe sucked on the beach and a paparazzi caught the footage and um, I fucking hate Andrew, but he does make a very good point, which is like, this is what the system does. Like every like because they're both complimenting how great Sarah is. Like she's wonderful mm-hmm. and she's amazing and she's different and she's modern. And that's the thing. The system is not made for people like that. Like good. Yeah. We always bring people into the system being like, oh, this modern person is going to be great for the system. And that person is exactly who the system fucks up and spits out. Like, they reject it right away. And I was like, fuck you, Andrew, you fucking pedophile for being correct. Yeah. So, this Andrew, like, the way they even show him, right? First of all, he looks like a child. Um, He has, like, a bowl haircut. Yeah, he has a bowl haircut. And then plus the way he just just keeps saying mummy. (laughs) Mummy. So, you know, obviously, they... Uh, they they don't like they don't want you to like this character, right? Yeah. Um, I wonder what Andrew's reputation was before, like the last five years. I don't. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't think it was like a bad thing. Like, I think that yeah. there were always rumors there, but I don't think that people like people didn't know about it. Like, at least globally, I'm sure in yeah. the UK people knew, but like mm-hmm. you had people from fucking. Real Housewives of Dubai slash Ladies of London, like these shows on Bravo, there's like a person that's been on that show that like dated him. So like, I don't think that, I don't think, I mean, there are a lot of people that associated with Prince Andrew 
Probably, yeah. no, I, pro- probably went on Jeffrey Epstein's plane with him as his friend. Yeah. Um, no, so I, I'm asking because I think that, you know, they obviously would have made the character different then. He would have just been another, just another royal. Like, you know, you see, what's her daughter's name? Anne? Yeah. Princess Anne? Mm-hmm. You know, Princess Anne has a, she has a personality because she's in this episode also, right? Yeah. But, with and, you know, it's way. whatever. She's a rich kid, and yeah. however, and she's kind of bratty or whatever. But she, you don't hate her immediately like you're supposed to hate Andrew. So. Yeah, I think we're we hate Andrew because Andrew's a pedophile. Yeah. Bingo bango, right? Um Peter and Margaret meet and at this party and it's lovely and Anne is there with her new uh dude Tim and Anne is so happy and Margaret gives Anne advice. She's like, Hey, do they fucking hate this guy? Then definitely do it. Like go through with it. Fuck the rules. Let's just go for it. Do your thing, live your life, YOLO. Live, laugh, love. Um, Peter and Margaret have this like wonderful time at the party. They have this dance, which again brings me to a point, which is like this can't happen in the future. Like you're never going to run into a former uh, flame at a party like 50 years from now and be like, oh, it's our song. Like what song would it be? You wouldn't have a dance, a beautiful dance that everybody would enjoy over piano to like back that ass up. Like... <laughs> what I mean, it could happen. People meet. You can meet somebody. And it's not like they just ran into each other. It was planned. Like, oh my god, oh my god, they're playing the cha cha slide. It's our song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cute. Um I think it can happen. I think uh I don't believe love is dead. Okay, uh, but like why um, nobody's gonna be like, Oh my god, it's WAP. Remember when you used to dance to WAP at parties, what? at classy parties? Whose song is WAP? Whose couple song is WAP? Hey, anybody's. <laughs> Who knows? There's people. It would probably be some dumb fucking Ed Sheeran song. You know? Probably. Yeah. Do you and your husband have a song? Now I'm, now I'm curious. Mm-hmm. We do. All right. I don't need to hear it. Yeah. It's engraved in the in his uh, uh, uh. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yes. Oh. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> don't use terms that you just learned how to use from tiktok um anyway it was a lovely scene it made me a little bit emotional weirdly anyway then Anne goes to the queen and she's like hey listen uh divorce is done and um i'd like to marry tim and the queen is like it's not allowed that's fucking sucks all these rules she says that you basically you can't get married until you're the person that you are you divorced is dead. You can only yeah. marry a widower. You cannot marry a divorcee. These dumb fucking rules. Divorce is like one of the best things in the world, honestly. I yeah, I am. Uh, I am not married, but I am looking forward to my divorce because <laughs> I think I would be a great person to get divorced from. Yeah, you would make it so simple. You first of all, you don't have anything. No no assets. Nothing. No assets. But see, you not having assets means that like you would be possibly somebody who might dig for assets from the other person. I would what I would date for assets. No, you would like you would try to like go to the courts to get the other person's assets. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that. I don't That's know, Brielle. Really? Know, maybe, you get, maybe you get used to a certain lifestyle. That's true, too. 
Yeah. Two eggs uh, for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> and they're jumbo? Um, anyway. <clears throat> now it's been the aftermath of the Morton book, and Charles is pissed. He's so mad. He wants a divorce. And the queen's like, no. She's like, listen, I'll allow Andrew to do it. I'll even allow Anne to do it. But you, you're going to be the king. So we can't. And like, I guess this always explains, this explains to me like what the issues were back then because I was too young to understand it. But like, yeah, it was the fact that like the Church of England did not allow divorces. And, you know, and I don't know the whole history of the Church of England, but I do find it funny that divorce is such a big deal because wasn't the Church of England like created? Because King Henry VIII wanted to get rid of a wife, he wanted to annul a marriage, and the Catholic Church, yeah, yeah, and the Catholic Church wouldn't allow it. So then he just created his own church. And I don't mean to talk down about anybody's religion, but like that's how you guys got into this in the first place. Not that Catholics can get divorced, but still. Yeah, I mean, none of it makes any sense. Uh, no disrespect to anybody's religion, but also. Um, divorce is bad but they're like but you know what fuck whoever you want let sarah get her toe sucked on the beach who cares yeah yeah that was a funny joke that she made what did she say again she said uh why don't you just have some something about lunch or something and then she said have some soul like the fish (laughs) (laughs) a little bit i swear to god (laughs) adorable Adorable. Bring her back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Then the queen is like upset. She's just really distraught because everybody's fucked up. Right. And she goes to the. the... I love that scene with Charles because Charles is like, we're fucked up. We're a fucked up family. Mm -hmm. Um, There again, I think it adds to the fact that like we as a society are gentler to attractive people. But Dominic West is just doing amazing things for King Charles's PR because like, oh, my God, he just I was like, you make sense. You're so handsome. Why do we hate you again? I don't I don't remember. Like, is wait it- until you watch the rest of the season. You're going to be in love with King Charles. I hope oh, you're ready for shit. That. <laughs> but it's fine because like the real life chick King Charles is still that like sausage fingered fuck. You know, yeah. like it's fine. It's fine. So it's going to be. What? Not only are you gonna be in love with him, you're gonna feel sorry for him, and you're gonna and you're gonna tell yourself this is the man we need as head of England. Yep. What head of England? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to London in March, and I feel like. Um, do you think that by the end of it, I'll be like, yeah, let's see if we can go shake hands with the king? I think you are 100% going to do all of the royal stops because you are, at the end of the day, a basic bitch. I don't care. (laughs) Right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Well, Um, also, you're taking our mother with you, so she's going to want to see that. She's going to love that. You know what? We should make her binge the crown before I take her. I'm going to tell her, I'm not taking you with me until you binge the crown. I told her to watch it. I'm like, it's so good. Like, it's not, there's no excessive nudity for her. There's like not yeah, even that much swearing. Like it's fine. I, not that yeah. swearing makes a difference. She's our mother after all. Yeah. Anyway, the queen's like upset. She goes to seek spiritual guidance. She's just all kinds of messed up. Uh, 
you know, the the guy who she's talking was he p- bishop, priest, whomever. He's like, yeah, we're just going to pray on it because Prince Charles and Princess Diana haven't broken up yet. So hopefully they can still mend things. But again, I bring this up. Divorce is like one of the best things in the world to like for anybody. Like I, when people get divorced, everybody's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I will never say I'm sorry when somebody gets a divorce. I'm like, good for you. Yeah, so I uh, met a family friend of ours recently, like mm-hmm. within the last year, who got divorced. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry to hear about your divorce. And he's like, why are you sorry? He's like, are you really sorry? I'm like, yeah. no, I, I guess it's just a thing to say. But yeah, I mean, he's like, you know, we just didn't get along. Yeah, you do. Okay. <clears throat> I think I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's, it's, uh, it's not a bad thing, you know? I think people should embrace it. Maybe I should get a divorce. Let's try it out. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, Anyway, things are just a mess. And then on top of that, like her son, her daughter, her other son, everybody, her sister's off with her old flip. And then her house catches on fire. I mean, the queen cannot catch a break, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Windsor uh, Castle catches on fire. Oh, very sad, sad stuff. Did you feel sad for her? Here's the thing: I didn't. I was like, "Oh, did people die?" Because there was no mention of people. It was just mentions of paintings. Yeah, yeah. no, nobody died, furnishing. right? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't. I don't know if I felt bad for her, right? Um, but I definitely felt like sad about it. Like watching it, um, only because like there is value in that house. I think it's stupid that it has a value that it does, and all that ornate shit. I I would never live like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, there is value. So there is value that that, and I don't know if, whether that value goes to England to the people or if that's the families. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But then I was also like, oh, these firefighters are going to have to, like, fucking put out this stupid the, the fire in this stupid castle that nobody's even using right now. Just, I don't know. Upset me. Yeah. The wasting of resources. Yeah. Do you think it was that guy from uh, House of the Dragon? The foot fetish guy? guy? <laughs> <laughs> the foot fetish. What's his name? I forgot Laris? every single character. Laris. I forgot every, mm-hmm. everyone's names after from House of the Dragon because I'm fully watching White Lotus. You know we should talk about White Lotus on here. White Lotus is so good. Um, I think the fact that you smoke something is becoming more and more apparent. <laughs> Every five minutes. <laughs> anyway, um, Peter and Margaret uh, meet. It's lovely. They're having a stroll and he tells her... He's dying. It's very sad. He's been diagnosed with something. It's very, very sad. And Margaret's like, fuck this shit. She goes to the queen. They're talking about the house. And she's like, yeah, maybe maybe somebody set it on fire. All of the people that you fucking disappointed. By the way, I'm the most mad at you. And I just love that scene of Margaret going off on her sister and Mm -hmm. being like, all this time, you did all this shit. You've never taken accountability for what you did. And then on top of that, now you're bending rules for your fucking kids while my entire life was ruined. So good. Very moving. Very moving. Back to this Peter Margaret thing. Mm -hmm. Is that a thing that you want to learn from an ex-flame 
at, well, you know, when you're like in your seventies, like what is, obviously they couldn't be married. Right. Mm-hmm. So what did he want to know? Did he want to know that they were actually like made for each other, that that was like the one true love of their lives. And it's sad that they couldn't be together or just that there was love there once. And he still had like an okay, uh, the, he still had a good life because you know, he had a family and grandkids and all that stuff. I mean, he kind of put it, I, I don't know, but I don't want to, um, you know, uh, speak ill of the dis- deceased, but I don't know. It's kind of it, it's kind of messed up because like over the seasons, we've seen that like Margaret's life was very chaotic. It was very bad. Like she was yeah. not okay. She had a lot of issues. She dealt with various addictions. Like she was, she had a very chaotic life. And it seems like, at least on the show, it's shown that she did all those things because she was constantly denied to live the life that she really wanted. Like, okay, you don't want me to marry this wonderful officer and a gentleman uh, because he's been divorced? Okay, I will go marry the most fucked up guy that I can find because just because I can, right? Like, so... It was, like, nice that he came back because the way that they broke up on the show, at least, was, like, he was, like, oh, yeah, we'll write each other's letters. Like, I'll I'll always love you. You know, maybe they'll change their mind, all this stuff. And then he's off. And then he's, like, hey, so I met someone. She's 25 fucking years younger than me. And um, I'm getting married. Like, that's yeah. what he tells her. So yeah. for him to now come in his 70s and be like, hey, no hard feelings. I still love you. By the way, I'm dying. I don't know. It's kind of fucked up. Now I'm thinking about it. I would not want that at all. I'd be yeah. like, go fuck yourself. Like, why are you here? No wonder she gets so mad at the queen. But like, it's really yeah. not the queen's fault. He still went and married somebody 25 years younger than him. While you I don't were, like, like that we're harping right? on the age difference. I mean, 20 and 45 are here. 20 and 45. Really? That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it was a different time, but still. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You had like the princess of England and this 20 year old secretary that you met on the road. Come on. That's yeah, like- but the thing is, like, isn't that a more real love? The fact that he interacts with this secretary and obviously it was real love because they remained married for the rest of their lives, right? <laughs> Is yes, that what happened? They, they did actually. Yeah. But um I don't know what you mean by isn't that real love that you may listen. It's a, it's unsettling to me. I don't like it. But again, it was a different time. Anyway, the Margaret goes off on the Queen. The Queen's in her feelings. She's got a cold. She's writing a speech. She's scratch, 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 right, 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 scratch, scratch, scratch. I love, I love these montages of like writing on paper. There's like an ASMR element there. And I'm like, let me turn the volume up on this scene. Was it quill? It wasn't a quill. I think it was just a regular pen. It was like just a, a regular pen. Vic? <laughs> no, Vic? it was a nicer pen. It was like a Mont Blanc. <laughs> anyway um she writes a speech and she's about to go to this event and then her mom comes and yells at her and i was like you know what it is a great reminder that even if you're the queen of england your mom can still come and yell at you and be like we can't be talking about ourselves this way you can't tell the world that you're depressed we're not allowed to be sad and uh and then philip defends her philip defends the queen and is like everybody fuck off she can do and say whatever the hell she likes. And I thought to myself, 
is my husband like Philip? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, of course. So if uh, so, he wouldn't yell at our mother because he has too much respect. But if he saw me yelling at you, and if he thought that it, I was being unfair, he would he would tell me. No, yeah, I feel like yeah. you were. If you were, because I don't. The first of all, I don't think you would yell at me. Well, you did the exactly. other day about the Iran thing. But if you in that situation, text. yeah, it was over text, and he would definitely pile on, and he would just join your side. I feel like if if you did something and you were being genuinely, let's not say you, our other brother, if our other brother did something and was being genuinely mean to me, yeah, I don't know if my husband would defend of my course like you. that. Oh, are you insane? Of course he would. Have you <laughs> met your husband? He's like the nicest person in the world. Of course he would. But if it was anybody else, I feel like he would joke along with you. Like if you were jokingly picking on what well, this is true. We know this. This is I have 13 years of this under my belt of like when yeah. somebody is jokingly poking fun at me, even if he knows that I'm upset about it, he's like, time for me to pile on. No, but the thing is, he never knows that you're actually upset about it. I, how does he not know we've been together for 13 years? How do you not know? Because we're joking. What? We're joking. We're having a no. good time. No. We're having a good time. No, we're not having a good time. Oh, anyway, the queen goes and does a speech. And the speech Wait, is before like, that. Yeah. I love the moment when she uh, tells her mom that he's done this for me since day one. I know. It was so cute. Was I so love that moment so much. Yeah. I know. And it, especially that after Margaret is like, you know, aren't you yeah. ever like glad that Philip is there? Like you're so grateful for him to just be there when you like yeah. really need him to be. So I know. And I mean, I do think that Philip and Elizabeth, I think Elizabeth really loved the shit out of Philip. But I think also, I think he loved the shit out of her too. In his but own I think way. I think Elizabeth also was one of those people like that. Obviously, she believed because she was a queen of England that she had no choice but to find ways to love her husband despite him doing things along the way that she didn't like. She had to find a way to love him anyway. And I think like that is just a different mindset that I could never couldn't be me. You would give up the. You'd give up the crown to divorce your husband, you think? I don't know. Because the other day I was talking to my friend and I was saying, like, I think God purposely didn't make me rich. Because I think that if I was rich, I would be the biggest fucking asshole. I would not be nice if I was rich. I mean, that's not true. So you say you're not rich, right? And I know. I mean, I wouldn't describe you as, like, wealthy or anything like that. Uh Uh-huh. But it's not like you're sticking with your husband, you know, out of for, for like money reasons or anything like no. that. It's not like you're on the street or anything like that. So no. I don't know how much you would change, right? Obviously, I think you'd have, uh, you you buy fancier things. But I don't think you'd change as a person. I think you'd you'd still be the. What do you think you'd do? I don't know how like, nice I'd be. Would you be like nasty to like Starbucks? Uh, no, no, baristas? no. I wouldn't be an asshole to like people that work in service. But so I would who not would you be, be? I would not be friendly to every single person I know. Like I'm barely so, friendly to most people. Like, do you think I'm a friendly person? Let's talk about me for a second. <laughs> I think you have. I think, and I think it's obvious to everybody. I think you naturally have a very abrasive personality, and you are a dark cloud. <laughs> 
for whoever you come in contact with. But I still don't know, like, who are the people that you would cut out of your life? Like, who are you still friends with because of your financial situation? I don't think (laughs) there's anybody, right? No, I'm not saying because of my financial situation, I have to maintain friendships. I'm just saying that, you know, (laughs) if I am so much wealthier than everybody around me, then I would be extremely selective about the people that I surround myself with. No, but that's the thing, right? You would be friends with a different class of people, right? But so what? You're not friends with certain people that you don't interact with on a day-to-day basis that exist in the world right now because you don't run in the same, uh, you know, economic circles. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you were being an asshole to them. Like, for example, the Starbucks barista, right? Uh, I mean, I, you could be an asshole to them right now if you wanted to be. Yes. But you're not. True. I mean, I'm not going to be terrible to people who are like just doing their job. I just don't believe in that. Like even when like I've gone to get my nails done and like I've gone to get my nails done and the girl is like messing up big time and I've like asked her to fix it like four times. And I feel so bad that I've asked her to do my nails correctly that I will I will tip her 50% because I feel so terrible that I'm like, oh my God, I'm I'm I keep telling her what to do. So I feel yeah. like I, I feel extra obligated to like tip people very well all the time. But that's not what I'm saying. My point is that I feel like if I was wealthy, I would just like I don't know if I would be as uh as much of a people pleaser as I tend as, to be. as accommodating yes I would not be as accommodating I'd be like you know what go fuck yourself you can't make yourself available that's fine I don't need you there anyway like I wouldn't hold back if I had if I had money I wouldn't because uh. like you know you gotta like maintain some level of decorum because like you, know, you have to like network and you need to have people no, like don't. know you and recommend you for things and like what? just what are you talking about I'm talking about like even at work right like i put up okay. with so much bullshit at work because i'm like i can't just scream at you i need this job yeah, you shouldn't scream at people at work anyways I mean, i'm not That's screaming what... at them but i would write very scathing emails if i could and i don't I put exclamations at the end of fucking everything. <laughs> no, but anyway, you would... what was your original question? Would I have I... no idea. You... Yeah, well, how would you be meaner? I don't know. Would I? No, your original question was: Would I? Would you divorce your husband if? Uh, oh, would you? Yeah, would you give up the crown? Yeah, if you had to give it the crown, would you give up the crown? Uh, if you were miserable in your marriage, uh, yeah, I would. Nothing is like worth sharing. Like you're you're like my husband for me, not to get like corny, but like my husband for me is like the safest space that I have. And so (laughs) you crying. I'm gonna have to edit that sound out. It's very annoying. Um Well, but, but yeah, my husband is like the he's like the he feels like I don't want to be this corny, but my husband to me feels like home. Like when he is home, I feel comfortable. I feel safe. If I can't imagine sharing a space or a home or a life with somebody who does not make me feel that way. And if getting 
away from that person meant giving up the fucking crown, I would. Because guess what? Even when they give up the crown, like, they still have money. The fucking Duke and Duchess of Windsor, those Nazis, were just, like, out there hobnobbing in Hollywood and shit. Like, they had no problems. So I feel like, yeah, I would totally give that up. Oh. Happily. Also, this is, I just wanted to talk you back from the divorce ledge. It sounded at the beginning. Oh, of this episode. yeah, but. that's true. But, you know, if I was to get a divorce now, like I've been married 11 and a half years, like anybody who gets divorced after like double digits, mm-hmm. like that's fine. You did great. 11 years, 10 years married to the same person. You don't want to be married to that person anymore. You should definitely leave that person. Like, I think th- there should be like a five year contract and then you re- renew, like re up. Well, like, so, uh, like a sports team. I presented to Fahad that we should every year for our anniversary do like a performance review of like, how are things going? Is there something we could both improve on? All that stuff. And he was not interested. Yeah, that sounds super romantic. <laughs> I mean, there's no romance here. But uh, yeah, I feel like everybody should reconsider the terms of their agreement every five to ten years. Yeah. Anyway, the queen goes to give her speech. It's a nice speech. She's like, hey, I had a terrible year. Um, And she says this one thing. She says, if we can't admit the errors of our past, what hope for reconciliation can there be? And that was interesting to me because it brings up something that just happened this week in the UK. Um, There was an event at Buckingham Palace. And it was um, a um, a black woman named, I'm going to mispronounce her name, it's Ngozi Fulani, who runs a black women's domestic abuse charity. She was at this event, and she was questioned about her ethnicity by Lady Susan Hussey, which is a great last name. Um, <laughs> she's an 83-year-old lady. She is one of the queens, the former queens of R.I.P., Lilibet's most trusted friends and is Prince William's godmother. And she went up to this lady and said, where do you come from? And uh, where are your people from? And what's your nationality? And what part of Africa do you come from? And she kept going on and on and on and on until the person on the other end, this woman, Fulani, she said, I am a British national. My parents came here in the 1950s. And then she said, oh, OK, we we I knew we'd get there at the end. You're Caribbean. And the woman was like, no, I am of African heritage, Caribbean descent and British nationality. And this woman just kept going on and on about all this stuff. And they were just being absolutely terrible to her. Um, so. Like there the this woman it was and it this it's the article went on to say a whole bunch of other shit happened like she was just like rude she would talk to people she was very like um you know just like a just an out of touch probably uh racist um older white woman who just didn't know how to function around people of color like clearly she had no idea how to talk to black people that is that's all it was so that happened, but immediately the palace responded. So the palace responded and said, serious allegations of racism racism were uh, by a member of the Buckingham Palace staff. Um, 
happened, blah, blah. And uh, the palace said something like, you know, that the uh, comments were unacceptable and deeply, deeply regrettable and that, um, you know, they are going to look into removing this person from public situations and they're going to work with this woman and her charity and make sure that this is never done again. They're going to do an investigation. All members of the household are being reminded of diversity and inclusivity policies that they need to uphold at all times. So the palace actually immediately made a statement about what has happened, which I was talking to my friend about this. And it feels like that is a new thing. Like, I don't think that this would have happened 15 years ago if they were, there was, or even 10 years ago, if a black person was offended by something or was aggressed against or treated poorly by somebody at Buckingham Palace, which I'm sure happened all the time, right? I don't think yeah. that the palace would have ever said anything. They would have been like, whatever, it's tabloid fodder, who cares? But I think especially because Charles is like, not anybody's favorite they're making an effort to really like go above and beyond to try to make sure that they're fixing these types of extremely problematic things not fixing them but at least addressing them and admitting that these things can happen which i was like hey that's very interesting because it's kind of what happened on this episode where she's like if we can admit to what we're doing wrong how can we fix things in the future so i thought that was interesting yeah so that is right and but i I think it's I would like to think that it is growth on the part of the system that, oh, you know what, they are realizing that this is what they should do. Um, At the same time, I think it's also because um, they have been accused of racism, rightfully, by Meghan Markle in the last three years. Plus the fact that we are living in, you know, a Twitter world. Mm-hmm. And plus the fact that, you know, this lady, um, I can't pronounce her name, so I won't, yeah. but she is obviously a person that um, by any measure is a more valuable member of society yes. than than this lady, this other lady who has just been, I, I, and I don't know what, you know, what role this, what's her name? Uh, lady Hussey. I don't Susan know what Hussey. role. She, yes. Susan Hussey. I don't know what Susan Hussey has done to um, be in the position that she is, right? I don't know if she climbed up the ladder. I highly doubt that that's what happened because that's not how aristocracy works. I think you are uh, born into it. Um, But, you know, the fact that um, this activist had to have this experience against this, you know, born on third rich lady, um, you have to react, right? You have to react immediately. So. I mean, good for them for getting rid of this person, right? But I would imagine there's tons and tons of palace staff that have had to deal with Lady Hussey's bullshit for five decades. Yes. And they never did anything about it. They're only doing something about it because it's out in public. That's the reason why. Yeah. I mean, and then my friend reminded me of, did you hear about the Windrush scandal? Which is like, no. there, there was so there was a policy in the 1970s where um, Caribbean countries um, for that were previously, you know, under the the British, whatever rule, there were colonies or whatever. They were able to uh, people who came from there right to the UK were going to be able to stay there and 
continued like they basically were given citizenship. That's the best way I can say it. Is that a generate like a group of of Caribbean people that came during a certain time um to the UK were able to maintain British citizenship um and their full citizenship. And then it was revoked in 2018. And it was like this huge issue. I'm not sure. Um, I think I think to try to fix the situation, like people were going to be deported. It was really bad. It was like a really, really bad time. I don't know the complete like ins and outs of it. But basically, ever since then, they've been trying to like reconcile it. There's been um, some level of like, uh, you know, compensation processes that they've created to try to to fix anything that happened to the victims. It's been a very slow moving thing. But the problem is that William and Kate still go to the Caribbean, right? And they still like visit their because there's still British colonies in the Caribbean. Like St. Thomas, I think is still under British rule or whatever, right? They never address it. They never talk about that. They never like deal with any of that kind of stuff. And that was just in 2018. So I feel like you're right, like where because of everything that Harry and Meghan are doing now, they're making an effort to try to like fix it. I think like the thing that I always wonder sometimes is. Do we ding people for doing something because the public because they know that publicly this is a good thing that they should be doing? Even if they in their hearts don't believe that that's really something that's necessary. Well, so who are we dinging here? Or do you think my cynicism about the system here is unfounded? No, is that- no, no, no. I'm not saying that we should not be cynical of the system. Like, I think that you're right to say, like, yes, they're only doing it because of X, Y, and Z reason. They're only doing it because of Harry. They're only doing it because of Megan. They're only doing it because everybody's looking at them. They're only doing it because Charles is a piece of shit. Nobody really likes him. Like, there's all these reasons for why they're really doing this instead of the reason, which should be because it's the right thing to do because it's a humane thing to do. Right. Yes. I think sometimes like to me, I sometimes look at it and I say, even if that's not their main reason, even if they're the reason for them to do these things is self-serving, at least they're doing something about it. Right. Like I, I sometimes I'm like, like progress doesn't always have to be perfect. Of course, it's performative bullshit. It's all performative, all of it, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. if within that performative bullshit, you place or create some sort of protections for the people who are actually being harmed by their actions, then maybe that's like a small win. I don't know. It is. So it is a small win, right? And I, and I will give people credit for that, right? For me, and I think this is something that I got out of watching the season in its entirety, and maybe I don't remember exactly how I felt when I watched this episode initially. So I appreciate people making the effort to correct their mistakes, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, the bottom line for me is they are still doing it in service of a system which which believes that some people are born to be uh, some people are born higher than other people right Mm -hmm. like at you know at the end of the day we're still dealing with a system that says that god chose me to be the king of england sure and 
that is some bullshit that I will never ever get on board with. Yeah. Right? So sure, it's cute. It's cute that um, you know they are doing this and they're taking the right steps and they're getting rid of this lady. Blah 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 blah. The fact that this person has been in your sphere for the last fifty years. Yes. There's a reason why you allow this person, right? Even because longer, because how old is Charles? Yeah. He's in his 70s? Yeah, he's in his 70s. She's his godmother, so she's been around. Exactly. So, um, yeah. sure, cool. Well done. Well done, uh, monarchy. You got rid of an 83-year-old racist. <laughs> one also- one 83-year-old racist. And she was the only one. She was the problem, you guys. She was the only one they had, and they got rid of her. They were like, oh, what? She's the one that said the oh, thing about Archie, I'm sure. Susan. Let's just pile everything on her. Yeah, you know what was Susan? Susan was, a, before, by the way, this woman might be like, who knows? She might have some sort of like mental illness. Like, we have no idea. She might not be right in her mind. Like, she's old. She might be senile, and they're just going to pile it on her. Like, yeah, she was the one who was wondering about Archie's skin color. Uh, yeah, like we babe from the wire. I don't know. So you don't get that reference. You don't get that reference. You don't get Jimmy McNulty. You don't get we babe. I we get babe. Jimmy McNulty because I, I, uh, you remind me, and also because I watched, I've watched three episodes of the wire and have watched three episodes of the Sopranos. Good, good like for I'm you. Good. Yeah, good. I think you got. I think you got the gist of it. Uh, we babe. <laughs> Weebay, uh, you know, you don't know uh, Weebay the character, but you know Weebay the GIF. The GIF. What do you call okay. it? GIF or GIF? I'm a GIF person. I'm a GIF person. I'll show you Weebay. Okay. You know, no, we don't have time right now for Weebay. Um, right. Anyway, the episode ends with the queen and her sister just having a gab on the phone because the queen's like, I love my family, especially my sister. Um, and then they talk, whatever. And and then at the end, the queen is like, hey, hey, I love you. And Margaret's like, or no, Margaret's like, hey, I love you. And the queen's like, I love you too. And then immediately they're like, let's <laughs> never fucking say that to each other again. And I was like, hey, that's like yeah. me and my brothers. Yeah. Is that weird? Are we weird? I think we're normal. Like if we were the time, like I don't remember, like you were leaving on Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. And I did not hug you because I never hug you when you leave. No. Should we be the type of family that hugs each other? No, we can't just become that family now. I mean, like, Like, I hugged you at your wedding. Yeah. And then I hug you on Eid, I guess, sometimes. No, you don't. I don't, don't, right? No. We're just, we don't do that. We don't do that. Okay, we just we're not that kind of family. And it's not like I'm not a hugger. I love to hug people. I, I uh, people love my hugs. I'm a great yeah. hugger. I've never experienced. I have no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, especially with you, I'm not putting my all into my hug with you. That's the no, point of that. at most, why well, waste most, that hug? At most, I might give you a side one. Yeah, a little, a little cousin hug, as I call it. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little. We're not touching anything but our arms. Uh, yes. Hug. But I I don't like to um, embrace my siblings because um, probably because of something I need to unpack in, co- in therapy, you know, like what? Yeah, why probably because we- of white feminism. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't. Okay, we are not talking about that until Monday. We can talk about the World Cup. Okay. Um, Anyway, this is a this is a cute little episode, but I think I'm gonna. It was a cute episode. 
I don't even need to pick things up. You know what? Maybe next week we do two episodes because um, the white people, they be moving slowly. Oh, I do want to say one thing is in the beginning when um, – oh, no. I had two questions for you. Number one, mm-hmm. um, I know that you're a smoker. Would you <gasps> – would you? Which, by the you way, sussed it so out. Which, which, by the way, you sussed it out. I, I have eyes and ears and nose. Um, which, by the way, is so stupid. Stop it. Okay, who smokes cigarettes anymore? Get a, get a grip. Anyway, would you like one of those old timey filters that Margaret has? Those like the long ones, the, the stem long ones, the stem. No, I would not. <laughs> it would be so ridiculous if you had it. I <laughs> like love if I. That. Because so first of all, I want to clarify, I'm not like three packs a day or anything like okay, that. I whatever. am mostly I am mostly a social smoker. And then okay. also there's certain times during the day when it really helps. And it's something I'm trying to work on and I'm trying to quit. <laughs> Anyways. Um but in those situations I wouldn't pull out the scent, right? Like if I'm like hanging out in a driveway with my friend, would I would you expect me to take it out and then smoke it there? Is the stem so that... Yes, I do believe it is so you don't get uh, the scent on your fingers. Yeah, the scent, the stem is so that your fingers don't smell like nasty-ass cigarettes. Yeah. Which is kind of smart. But um, that looked kind of cool to me, even though I don't uh, I don't like cigarettes at all. But uh, I also really just... I know that I've mentioned before that like we were talking earlier about like what I'd be like if I was raised... I do love the idea that like you wake to the sound of somebody like the sounds of someone tinkling and making like a cup of a hot beverage for you. I do. Yeah, love you can just you can just have your husband do that for you. Yeah, but he wakes up at five thirty in the morning and is gone by the time I wake up for my day. So only on weekends. The, the, actually, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Sometimes on weekends, I do know that he's awake because I hear the clanking of a spoon against a cup. Guys, I'm not gonna get divorced. <laughs> so sweet. Oh boy, that was close, so you nice. guys. Yeah, yesterday. We were so close. Yesterday, I woke because he worked from home. Yesterday, I woke up. I went to the bathroom. I got ready. I showered. I brushed my teeth. Changed my clothes. I opened the bathroom door, and guess what? He was standing there with a cup of coffee in his hand for me. <laughs> yeah. Guys. I'll stay married. We have a we have a song. How could I get married? How could I get divorced? Yeah, we true. have got a song. It's, it's engraved in his ring. It's the whole thing. Anyway, um, but I do I do like the fine china and the tea and all of that. Please, I know. What? I know. You know that's what they were after. That's the whole reason why they enslaved people for years. Our, and our people, specifically. Yes, specifically fucked us up why for we the all china have, yeah for the china and the the tea cups yeah i know but like maybe me wanting it is some <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Ridiculous. yeah let's make it righteous <laughs> no it's like me wanting it it's like deep it's like in my dna you know like it's like my ancestors oh you like, can't help it you can't yeah, help like it. my you, answers you are like that yeah those are no i don't want to be subjugated i'm saying those were our things that they took from us that was our tea that they took from us so that's just me wanting it back check out a whiteboard um you know what this is yeah no no it's not important no no you said remember 
No, it's not. Because <laughs> right. no, I was going to go off on a different tangent because it's yeah, been in that? the news. Yeah. I've been seeing this thing about the, uh, what's that brand called? Balenciaga. Is uh-huh. that how you pronounce it? Uh-huh. And like everyone's like, oh, it's horrible because it had this ad campaign with kids and the dominatrix teddy bears or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, this is terrible. You know, the fact that they have shoes that look like ripped shoes that, you know, homeless kids have and they sell those fucking shoes for $800. That is the part that's fucked up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not the ad campaign. Yeah. You know what's interesting about the Balenciaga uproar is that a lot of people who have a lot of opinions about Balenciaga, I don't think they can afford Balenciaga. So my thing is like. Did you just learn about, like, why are you so, why are you, oh, you're going to boycott Balenciaga? I think that you were boycotting them before. I don't think that they're worried about losing you as a customer. Don't worry. I think you would be a terrible rich person. My God, you went in the wrong direction here. (laughs) No, I'm saying, like, obviously what they did is fucked up. I don't agree with, I've never purchased anything by Balenciaga, okay? Because I know who I am. But I'm saying, like, a lot of people who have opinions about it, about boycotting it, just cracks me up because I'm like, I don't think that you were their demographic in the first place. I think I think you were not really the one that they were targeting. Like, they're so horrified. But, like, it's like what you should really be horrified about is, like, the celebrities and influencers that you love who still support shit like that. That's who you should yes, be exactly. angry at. Not, yes. I mean, you could be angry at Balenciaga, too, but, like, come on. They did a whole thing where they had, they had, they had, they were selling real, they were selling handbags that look like scrunched up Lay's potato chip bags. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the worst thing in the world. It's It's the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. It's idiocracy. It's crazy. Anyway, I shouldn't be rich, honestly. (laughs) I'd lose my yeah. If yeah. you had, if you were that rich, mm-hmm. do you think you'd be the type of person that that buys those Balenciaga shoes? No. That look like, oh no. No, my. You're starting to question things. Listen, listen. <laughs> if I was rich, okay, I would still shop at Old Navy and Walmart. I would never stop. I love that stuff. Why would I go and buy other clothes if I know the clothes that I know are really good? Yeah. I would even. I would go as far. As getting my old navy clothes tailored, that's what I would do. But I would never. That's buy how you'd waste your money. Yeah, I would like exactly, and I I strongly believe that if I had a lot of money, I would pay, and I still do it now. I mostly work for convenience, like I work so that I can pay for somebody to do something to to make my life easier, right? Like that yeah. is why I work is so that like I can pay a service to take care of another thing. That's the thing. So like I pay. Uh, we don't have a huge lawn or anything like that, but I am never, ever in my life mowing a lawn again. I don't care yeah. what happens. I don't care yeah. if I'm down to my last $120, which is how much it costs me a month to get, you know, to get my lawn mowed. That's amazing because your yard is much bigger than mine and I pay a no. lot more. A great guy. Yeah. So support small businesses, honestly. That's why I don't pay for that stuff because I support small businesses locally who do all like old navy and walmart (laughs) (laughs) listen listen not the clothes okay i'm talking about the services that i pay for 
You know what? We need to end this podcast. <laughs> we need to end this podcast. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, I'm too high to be awake right now. I need to go to sleep. I'll be back to talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City later this week.